2: Welcome to The Refresh from Insider. I'm Rebecca Ibarra. And I'm Rebecca Knight. It's Monday, October 10th, and we've got the latest news you need and want to know. Plus, we'll talk about the financial reasons motivating some content creators on TikTok to try to form a union. You can have a six-figure
0: following and make a few pennies a day to a few dollars a
2: day. But first, here's the latest. Russia has bombed at least 10 Ukrainian cities, including Kyiv, in retaliation for a huge explosion this weekend at a bridge in Crimea. The bridge is key to Russia's occupation and continued war effort. Russian President Vladimir Putin called it a terrorist act. Ukraine hasn't officially claimed responsibility, but Ukrainian officials have told outlets like the New York Times and Washington Post that they were behind the attack. India and China are calling for de-escalation in light of the bombing. While the countries have made attempts to distance themselves from Putin, they've continued to buy Russian oil and haven't condemned the invasion outright. The president of the Los Angeles
1: City Council has stepped down from her leadership role, but the pressure is still on for Nuri Martinez to resign after the LA Times published leaked audio from a meeting featuring her making racist comments. Martinez used a number of racial epithets in a discussion about redistricting secretly taped last year. She disparages indigenous residents as well as a white council member's black son. That council member says the recording shows an effort To weaken black power in
2: the U.S.'s second biggest city. As protests in Iran enter their fourth week, more people are taking action. Today, it's workers striking at one of the country's largest oil refineries, which is a big source of income for the government. Here they are chanting, Death to the dictator. The death of 22-year-old Masa Amini in custody after being arrested for allegedly violating strict dress laws has sparked weeks of protests led by women, and authorities are struggling to stop them. Videos on social media show women out in public without hijabs and drivers honking horns in support. It's thought that at least 185 people have died in the protests.
1: One of the women who is scheduled to testify against Harvey Weinstein in a new high-stakes trial is Jennifer Siebel Newsom, the wife of California Governor Gavin Newsom. Her attorney confirmed this to the LA Times. Newsom alleges Weinstein sexually assaulted her during a business meeting when she was still an actor in the early 2000s. Jury selection for the Los Angeles trial began today. Weinstein is currently serving a 23-year prison sentence following his conviction in New York for rape and criminal sexual assault, but the 70-year-old is in the process of appealing that conviction, and if he's successful, the only
2: thing keeping him in prison would be a guilty verdict in Los Angeles. Food price inflation could ease going forward thanks to good crop harvests. The U.N.'s food price index dropped for the sixth straight month in September after hitting a record high in March. But that doesn't mean your grocery bill will go down in the near future. Prices are still roughly 6 percent more than they were a year ago. Uncertainty over the global food supply is likely to persist next year as Russia's war on Ukraine continues to affect the country's wheat production and grain exports.
1: Here at The Refresh from Insider, we have the news you need and want to know always up to date. And hey, if you like what you hear, help us keep the sound waves on by telling other people to listen to the show. Former Federal Reserve Chair Ben Bernanke and two U.S.-based professors have won this year's Nobel Prize in Economics for their work studying bank failures. Bernanke, along with Douglas W. Diamond from the University of Chicago and Washington University's Philip H. Dibvig, all published work in the 1980s that proved instrumental in preventing global economic collapse after the financial crisis of 2008. If
2: you've ever bought a bottle of Texas Pete hot sauce, what made you pick that brand instead of say, Tabasco? For one Los Angeles man, it was all in the name, Texas. And he was so annoyed when he found out it's actually from North Carolina that he's suing, calling for a complete rebrand and compensation for the confusion. Texas Pete is actually very open about the origins of the name, saying it's not cheating at all. And to add another dash of drama, the sauce is actually Louisiana style.
1: A painting credited to one of the most admired Dutch artists ever actually wasn't painted by him. Girl with a Flute hangs in the National Gallery in Washington, D.C. as part of its Johannes Vermeer collection, but there's always been some skepticism. And now, after taking tiny samples of other works and analyzing techniques, a group of curators and scientists say a student or an associate painted it. Whoever it was, though, must have nearly mastered Vermeer's work because they got away with it for
2: nearly five years. 500 years. Twitter and Instagram have locked Kanye West's accounts after he posted anti Semitic messages. Legally known as Ye, the rapper tweeted he would go, quote, 3 on Jewish people. An Instagram post from Friday carried similar anti Semitic messaging. Many celebrities and Jewish groups have been speaking out against West recently. Last week, he was under fire for debuting a White Lives Matter shirt at a fashion show in Paris did Madonna just
1: come out? That's the question everyone is asking on social media after the singer posted a bizarre TikTok, even by Madonna standards. In the video, she's holding up pink panties with a text that reads If I miss, I'm gay. She then tosses the underwear towards a garbage bin and misses. Now, she could just have terrible aim and she hasn't responded to the confusion publicly yet, but there have been rumors that the Like a Virgin singer is romantically involved with rapper Tokisha. And in the past, she's told the advocate that quote everyone has a bisexual nature content creators make money for tiktok but it's not really always a two-way street for many creators their financial well-being is entirely at the mercy of tiktok's mysterious algorithm and they're over it insiders tanya chen says a group of influencers are considering forming a union hey tanya hi rebecca so, Tanya, how did the idea of forming a union for TikTok creators first develop?
0: Yeah, there's 72 active TikTokers right now when I was writing this in a private Discord chat and it was started by a pretty well-known TikToker whose real name is Forrest Valkai. His handle is Renegade Science Teacher. He was just kind of sharing his gripes and talking to his network of like millions of followers. And then he started posting like closed network friends only TikToks to other creators who were feeling very similarly. And that network branched out. He started the Discord group just to get everyone on the same page, talking about similar themes and issues that they've had. And it just kind of word of mouth started growing from there.
1: So I follow John Green on Twitter. He is not part of this group, but he's a prominent author and influencer. He wrote The Fault in Our Stars. He and his brother, Hank Green, actually often complain about how TikTok shares or really doesn't share its wealth. Uh, John recently wrote on Twitter that the company only shares about 4% of their revenue with creators. So Tanya, how do influencers currently make money on TikTok now?
0: So a lot of my reporting previously has been about just how very little that TikTok actually pays creators directly. Obviously, most
1: people know about the
0: creator fund.
1: For those who don't, what is it?
0: So the creator fund was started by TikTok. The way they've calculated is they have kind of a large amount of money that they split between creators and you get a piece of it. Based on how many views you bring in, it does not pay very much. You can have a six-figure following and make a few pennies a day to a few dollars a day. Some TikTokers aren't uh, aren't complaining about it because they're like, "Well, I make most of my revenue from brand deals. I'm also on Instagram. I'm on YouTube. I'm you know I'm splitting. I'm diversifying my revenue that way." other TikTokers are just upset about it based on the principle, right? It's like you're a major tech company raking in tons of money and making a ton of profit off of our content. And we feel like we should see more of that,
1: right? Yeah. So you write that these creators are fighting for a more standardized form of monetization. What would that look like?
0: They want it to be modeled more like YouTube. A lot of people in this Discord cited YouTube as just kind of an example.
1: What are they saying YouTube is doing differently or better?
0: So YouTube gives creators a more insightful and a more standardized overview of what they'll be paid. So Mm. most creators have an idea of what they'll make, um, and they can go off of that to kind of figure out where they need to subsidize maybe their earnings. Mm. Um, And it's just overall more. You know, they just make more based on views um, and based on output.
1: Tanya, but you write that it's not just about how creators make money. They're also seeking other types of protections, too. Can you give us some examples?
0: Yeah, so many of these TikTokers um, have faced years and years of just their accounts being banned and flagged and suspended under suspicious or confusing circumstances, Um, And when that happens, if they believe that their account was banned erroneously, they don't have anyone, a human person at TikTok to go to when their accounts are banned for days, for weeks, they lose earning potential um, and brand opportunities. And so it is not just not being able to post content. It is their livelihoods being completely upended.
1: But Tanya, legal experts say that these creators who are not employees will have a difficult time forming a union. What are the biggest obstacles they face?
0: So union laws are a little bit antiquated in that they right now only serve to protect unions formed for full-time employees When it is a group of social media creators, they're kind of operating in that liminal space between they're definitely not full time creators, they're more freelancers, but they're also not um, a freelance group that we have clearly defined. You'd have to get every social media creator on every social media platform to come together and subscribe and to like join hands in a union effort to kind of force these big social media tech companies to participate and acknowledge them.
1: It's so interesting how unions and our labor laws just haven't caught up to the way people make money nowadays.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: Well, I look forward to seeing what happens and reading your reporting on it. Thank you so much, Tanya. Yeah, and thank you for having me. Tanya Chen is a senior reporter covering tech and the creator economy at Insider.